Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys of Coppen Frackers. Hello, 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 and welcome back to a brand new Hop and Fracker podcast. Uh, I'm here with some very, very fine men um, on this fantastic Tuesday evening after Liverpool have just trounced Porto five goals to one. For some reason, we love playing against Porto in the Champions League. Uh, how are you guys? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Mark, how you doing? Loving the orange do-rag, my brother. It's good. That's how I'm feeling. Scoring five, looking good, you know what I mean? Good to hear, good to hear. Uh, Peter coming with his best... Uh, thanks, Mark. I'm, I'm all right, I'm all right. Thank you, brother. Uh, Peter's coming with his best Central C impression. <laughs> Central C? I told you it was G in it, bro. What are you talking oh, about, okay. bro? I told you it was G in it, bro. What are you talking about? Come on, man. Fix up Harold, man. But yeah. My bad, my man, bad. But how man. are you, okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. I can't complain, can't complain. Good to hear, good to hear. Last, last and definitely not least, uh, Fai, how you doing, my guy? Yeah, I'm good, man. Are you sure we're recording? Yes, we are recording this time. We are actually recording. Yeah. Bloody hell. It's late, guys. It's it's currently 10.21, Tuesday, Tuesday, I'm about to say Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday, Tuesday night. Um, so yeah, I'm very late. So I've got, if I have any brain farts, I apologize. Um, but yeah, let's get straight into it. But before we do, I just want to shout out to our Patreon. If you're not already signed up, it's patreon.com forward slash cop and fracker from as little as three pound a month you get some exclusive podcasts with the voices of these fine gentlemen that you hear on this podcast here today that's exclusive to you patron members i'm signed up myself so why on earth shouldn't you be um you get some great content there post-match recordings any other business weekend previews etc etc we can go on for ages and if you have any ideas or any thoughts if you want us to host any series we're more than happy to get that going um okay but before that liverpool 
have played two games. I say after that, actually. After that, Liverpool have played two games since we last recorded last week. Um, a Brentford 3-3 and a, and a Porto 5-1. We did touch on this uh, Brentford game in the Patreon, so we'll only touch on it in, in parts here just to get the overall focus on it. But where, where will I start? Um, I'll start with you, Mark, um, on the on the Brentford game before we get into the goodness that was that was the Porto performance tonight. Talk to me about the madness that we saw. I was at the game, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I was at the game and I was sitting with the Brentford fans. It was an awful, awful time. Man. Tell me, how, how did it look on TV? Because I tried to watch it back, but even, even as I do, it hurts. Chat to me. Yeah, obviously we had contrasting views in it in terms of you being live at the game and getting to see people up close. Um, watching on TV and being on Discord at the same time was rattling. I won't lie to you. Like, Discord is a hot box when you're losing. Or even <laughs> if you're drawing, when things are not going well, Discord rattles your head. So I remember just seeing patterns of play open up for Brentford. And I kept saying, you know what, they're going to score from this. They scored. It was literally every single time I felt like they came forward, they looked very dangerous. Um, there was an overload on Trent's side of the pitch, um, partly by design, partly because Henderson wasn't tracking back. He went AWOL for once, which is surprisingly... Which I like him, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Of him. Yeah. Still, like, Henderson's someone who always puts in running and for some reason he didn't at all. He was just... Having a bubble. Um, Matip and Van Dijk looked very, very disjointed. Van Dijk quite uncharacteristically so as well. Um, obviously, Van Dijk gets a bligh coming back from injury, but when you have two players that... He doesn't get a bligh. He doesn't get a bligh. Because it wasn't the kind of performance... You, you're, you're, you're just protecting Virgil, which I understand. We can forget that performance, but... Van I love Dijk him, I can't help it still. VVD thought that would be a walk in the park, and it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So it was just a weird one, isn't it? And I remember saying on Discord today that that could have easily been a 7-2 versus Aston Villa. Like, that's how badly, in my opinion, that we played. But luckily enough, it wasn't. Like, that's a wake-up call for everybody involved. That is, get on your ish, make sure you're ready for every single game because this Premier League is very competitive and every single team can possibly be every other single team, like, I don't think there's a team, maybe Bar Norwich, that looks significantly weaker than the rest of the bunch to the point where there's a golfing class. Of course, there's the top six and the top three teams, if you want to call it that, or top three, four teams and the teams below. Um, but everybody looks good enough that if you have a bad day, you could get caught out. So it's good that we have that wake-up call quite early in the season. I felt like Aston Villa would be a wake-up call for us last season. Then what proceeded was an absolute shit show. Injuries galore and us not playing well in the slightest. But this is in and around the same area of time. Like, it's happened quite early for us. Hopefully, there's no in repetition of the injuries that happened last season. And hopefully, we'll be able to kick on and play well. Currently, still unbeaten at the top of the league, so I can't complain too much. But... You know how it is at the moment being a Liverpool fan. You always want the best. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. And and as as we should, when you go away to a newly promoted side, you expect three points. So I, I'm much, I, I don't think you're asking for too much. Matip, um, who you did mention there, played his 100th game for us. Matip joined in 2016. 100 games in all competitions in five years. Incredible. Um, but... On the note of, of 100 there, um, <laughs> five, <laughs> five, um, Sal 
Salah, Salah gets his 100th Premier League goal um, for us. Uh, and that would turn out to be the quickest. I did confirm it after our post-match as well. That would turn out to be the quickest of any Liverpool player he did need to score on the weekend there. Um, how did you? What did you make of him? Because he, he does score a brilliant goal, but he also just misses sitter. What are your thoughts? Yeah, he doesn't. Miss, yeah, I, I think I think this is what I've been talking to you guys about previously. Where like, yeah, we're praising Salah quite a bit, but I don't think he's doing anything that great. He's just doing what he does best, and that's kind of being nuisance and being the right positions. And you know, I. The conversation I'm bringing back is the one I had with Mush, where Mush was saying he's one of the best players in the world right now. And I was like, I'm, I'm really not sure. I think he's really effective. And Salah against Brentford, again, was very effective when we needed him to be. But there are still moments where his gameplay is a bit shoddy. And it's like, that 3-2 opportunity when we could have made it 4-2. Stuff like that. Like, if you're the best player in the world, where Salah's now saying, you, you put that in the net and you dead the game. But like he didn't. You say and that in a bro, way. Fine, I have to interject there. But yeah. some of the some of the players that we lord, Lewandowski, mm. Mbappe, Neymar, mm. they, they miss, are, yeah, they, they miss chances all the time. They, they're they they're they're guilty of some criminal misses also at critical they are, times they as are. well. They are. But if you looked at that Brentford game, do you think Salah was shining above all of our other forwards? Because I don't, I don't think he was. No. I, I, I don't think anyone was particularly good apart from Curtis Jones, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, so, so I don't know. With, with Salah, I expected a goal. Uh, me and Julian did the preview and we said, yeah, Salah's definitely going to slap a goal. But other than that, I wasn't really that impressed by him. He did what he had to do. I mean, he could have killed the game off. And then obviously, I would, I'm not going to say it cost us, but, you know, it didn't help. Um, yeah, it, I'm happy that he got his 100th goal. It, the thing is, I don't want to be like too over the top and be like, yeah, Salah this, Salah that. Everyone knows how much I love Salah. I tell you guys all the time I love Salah. But yeah, it's just, I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Maybe I'm spoiled. Yeah, no, no, that's fair enough. Fair enough. I think I think for him to make that next step, for him to become, to get into that, that next bracket, it's just when he becomes incredibly clinical. I don't think he ever will, if, if I'm honest with you. I just think who he is now is, is who we'll get. He has refined his overall game. We were given him plaudits last week. But fair enough. Um, I, I do completely hear what you're saying. I, like yourself, I struggle to give him blame for the res- overall results, despite him mm-hmm. missing a, a great chance of 3-2. Just because when you go away to a newly promoted side and you score three goals, you should That's win enough. That if is, you score three goals enough. in any football game, in any football game, you should win the game. So when you're not, when you've scored three goals and you don't win, you have to look at everyone else in the team as well and be like, whoa, hold on. Why did we concede three goals? What yeah. happened? Agreed. Agreed. Um, I think Peter's is just frozen as I was about to go. Oh, you're not frozen. You're there. Wow. You're just very still. Incredible. I'm going to ask you a question. Um, because last week we did, I had we had you and Mike and, and Ellis on and we were talking about our defence and we were talking about um, whether we thought the four clean sheets we had in the first initial five games of the Premier League season were a bit a bit flattering for us. We only conceded one goal, that being the near post header against um, Chelsea from Kai Havertz. Was this result coming? Was this type of type of game coming, do you think? Um, I wouldn't say this type of game was coming, but I expected us to concede more goals. So in terms of our defence, we had obviously we had four clean sheets, but it was like it was giving away um crucial chances and it was like chances where it was like 
if these were better attackers or these attackers um, took their chances, we definitely would have conceded. So obviously I go back, like I said last week against Crystal Palace, they had a couple of chances. Puki had a couple of chances against us. So I feel like, so the XG charts, what we were saying was that we conceded one goal, but we should have conceded five. And if you kind of follow XG, it's kind of like, it plays itself out eventually. You know what I'm saying? It can't always, it's not sustainable for it to be, oh, we conceded one goal and we should have conceded five. Like eventually it will play itself out. And it, it, against Brentford, you saw it kind of level it itself out. You wouldn't expect to concede three against Brentford. But yeah, the thing, my thing that was worrying was how um, we came into the game so flat. Like what we're used to from Liverpool is kind of coming into the games quite hot, coming to games, like not underestimating anyone. But it seems like, like you said, Van Dijk, Matic, He's kind of the un- underestimated the kind of strengths of um, Brentford and their ability to be direct. So obviously, saw them go direct with Tony and Embuemo, and yeah, I was just, I was just surprised about how the team kind of like underestimated them because when you look at Brentford, they're a team who are coached by Thomas Frank, and Thomas Frank is quite a smart tactician. So I think Klopp would have known that he would. I think he looked with... it as well, don't you think? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Even the way... have that look. <laughs> he <just> has... <laughs> The way he talks, the way he has this like little swag, I know what you mean, but yeah, yeah. they've they're obviously they're um quite a quite a smart um team and they obviously would devise a plan to come against us. So I was surprised about us coming in cold, really. And yeah, just the way Brentford are run, they're quite a well run organization. Um they use data like us as well. Um I think their owners their owner man owns FC Michelin as well. And FC Michelin are a team who uses data as well. And they're both teams that just do a lot of recruitment. Yeah. Based on data, to interject, that's a really, really interesting story in it for anybody that's really into football um, on that type of level. If you go look into what Brentford have done in terms of getting rid of their academy side and like recruiting from Scandinavian teams, yeah. it's a really, really good strategy. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, I, I, I want to say shout out to Touchy Gunas because they had a they had um, their representative, um, mm. the Brentford representative from the Athletic on. That's what I learned about. About what you said, so do check out that episode if you want to find out more about yeah. Brentford. But anyway, this is a, going back to going back to Liverpool. As as you were saying, I do want to ask you a follow up question. Matip is a that was the worst performance of Matip I've seen in since AC Milan. No, I'm joking. Since since a good while, far he's smiling. He shouldn't be, but that was that was the worst performance I've seen in a while. Van Dijk is Van Dijk, and I think we're always going to give Van Dijk a bit of a bligh, not a bit, a huge a huge bligh. Um, so I want to ask you this question. On the weekend, we we host Man City at um, at Anfield in, in in the Premier League. Peter, do you replace Matic with either Konate or Gomez, or do you keep as is? Is that an overreaction um, to replace him? Essentially. So, funnily enough, I think my answer has changed now. So, straight after the Brentford game, I would have said yes, bring in Konate for the game because it looked like Brentford were just targeting that right hand channel, overload their that right hand channel. Trent and Matic, they weren't communicating at all, but. Now, after this Porto game, I know Porto are not the same caliber as Man City, but he looks really, really good against this Porto game. And I think with Matip, it's like, with, with any centre-back partnership, it's kind of like you need to get a rhythm. So, they, as the more they play with each other, the more they get a rhythm. And it's kind of like, yeah, I would keep Matip in for this game. He's basically played his, he play, he's played his um, way into the Man City game for me, with this Porto game. Okay, fair enough. Fahi, I see you come off mute. Was there something you wanted to say? Nah, I didn't want to say anything, man. Listen, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying anything. All I'm going to say is he's played what? The last, all right, the last three games he's played, we've conceded six goals. So make of that what you will. That's what I'm going to say. 
bloody hell. He's also the same guy who had all those clean sheets. But anyway, anyway, we... Yeah, we that's died. great. I'm talking about the last three games, brother. <laughs> I'm talking about his last three games, yeah? All right, all right. Five, yeah. five, five, yeah. five, five. Um, facts are facts. I, I, however, in saying that, I'll be surprised if he plays three games in a week. I, I will be surprised. I think he plays. I think he plays against C. I would play against C. I don't think he can. I, I, I think, think he, he will. It's the, it's the whole with Klopp. I want whole, him to play against C. It's the whole momentum thing. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I get what you're saying, Peter, about momentum. But at the same time, yeah, remember, Moon is going to be playing right back. And that allows for Konate to be handheld throughout that game. Remember no, when? No, that's even worse. That means Matip has to play because that's, right <laughs> yeah, that's the worst <laughs> idea. That's the worst idea. That makes no sense. Yeah, Mark, Matt, got to sip in his drink. I, th- yeah. I think if Matip was playing on a Wednesday, if Matip had played on a Wednesday, then yeah, maybe not. But because it's Tuesday to Sunday, there's enough recovery time for him. He should be fine. All right, cool. Um, Is this the same person that injured his toe? You know, trying to kick him. Yeah, I know. But- you know, I mean, five, man. I'm here. Come on, what can we say about about that? This kind of injury, honestly, I've I've already alluded to it when I say he's played a hundred games in five years and signed to be our starting centre back. I mean, I've it's that's that's an incredible feat. Anyway, anyway, let, let me not digress. Okay, fair enough, Mark. I, I do want to come to you because there was one there was one dim shining light um in in this in this Liverpool team. He did score the goal to make a 3-2 to us um, against Brentford. That probably should have been the winner, um, in all honesty. How, what did you make of Curtis Jones? I feel like he's a bit of a forgotten man um, at, at Liverpool these days with, with, Harley, with Harvey Elliott coming into the side at the start of the season. And you know what? He's even been forgotten by me in some aspects. Let me take back some of the things that I said in terms of I feel like Elliott surpassed him this season or is going to surpass him this season. Um, Curtis Jones is still an amazing player in it. Like he to play for Liverpool at the age he's playing for, and to be a, somewhat a stalwart in the side last season is a is a compliment to how good he is as a player and how technically gifted he is as a player. Um, I feel like he was playing within himself. There was a game against Brighton where he gave away the ball, I believe, in January, and after that, you could literally see him retreating to his shell with every single passing game to the point where he just went completely missing and we thought he was injured, but he was just dropped out of the squad. And I think that was more Klopp protecting him because he had a bad performance. He was probably beating himself up about it because that performance was, I believe, sparked our, or was like two games into our bad run. And he probably had some blame on his own shoulders. Um, and he was getting a bit of slander from the LSE fans. LSE fans can be quite relenting when they want to be, like, when they get on someone's back, they know that they're not going to get any rest at all. But um, he's an amazing player. He played a decent game. I don't think it was an amazing game against Brentford. And that's probably because everybody around him didn't really look good and didn't help out. But I saw him winning the ball high up and passing at the right times. His decision-making is quite good. He's very, very decisive. And that's a word that we've been throwing around in the group chat quite a lot in regards to Curtis Jones. He's a very decisive player. Um, we've seen it today against Porto, which we'll probably move on to later. But he's someone that he doesn't always go for the easy pass when he's fully confident. He'll go for the pass that will progress the team in the best way. And it's nice to see him get a nice run of games. I didn't know if he was going to start against Porto because it's Champions League. I don't even know if he's going to start against City because, again, it's a big game. But I would love to see him be trusted. I think... 
the run of games are doing really, really well, do extremely well for his development. And that is the type of player that we need, that I can say how much I love Naby. And I can go on and go on about Naby. But Naby hasn't quite hit that profile of player that we need. Like, even though it's there in him, he's not the person that's going to progress play and be that fourth attacker, if you want to call it. But Jones looks like he's actively getting into the box. He's making those late runs. He's making the right passes at the right time in the final third. And he's contributing offensively. So, yeah, really, really good for the boy at the moment. Yeah, it is, it is, it is great for him. It's also good to see him get his plaudits back. It was after the Chelsea game, I believe in March, if I'm not mistaken, that things did start. That's, that's when he dropped out of the team and we were like, oh, he has an injury. Some, some games are saying he has a minor concussion, 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 etc. Um, but one thing I like a lot about Curtis Jones is that he shoots. And not, and you probably think, okay, Oxley Chamberlain shoots. He shoots on target. That is so good to see. We have a midfielder who shoots the ball on target at a good clip. We don't, no, there's no, what other options, what other player do we have that, that does anything like that? No, none others. And we saw it again today. He opens up, helps open up the goal scoring against Porto, which we'll get onto a little, a little bit later, by shooting a shot on target, which we get our initial goal from. So it is, it is, it is good to see there. So I do think that um, plaudits are to be given to him. Um, Fire, I'll come to you just, just to finish off on, 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 the, on the Brentford game. 3-3 three, three draw away against Brentford. Mm. Do we just knock this down as just a bad day at the office or is there a bigger issue there to be taken? No, I think it's just a bad day at the office. I think um, in every season you need a game to kind of wake you up and I think this will be a game where we're woken up and told, you know what, teams are going to bring it to us. We need to fix up. I think if we, if we just host every single game and we fraudulently get clean sheets like we have been for a while, then... They're going to think everything is okay, and then we're going to get a really big surprise. I think this game against Brentford, the game against AC Milan, has woken us up now. But you know what? There are a few things in the fence we need to improve. There's a few things in midfield we need to improve. And yeah, I, I'm happy it happened. I'd rather it happens early on in the season so we can work on it and sort it out. And it was our best four as well. So, you know, it just shows that things can be improved. We're not at that level yet. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely agreed. So, yeah, it is. It is... Let's knock it down as valid well, office and let's right, move you know, on. Some people said we had a, was it watertight defence? Was, was, was watertight defence. Yeah, honestly. But the thing is, our fan base were gassed. They were gassed off um, one goal conceded in five, as you should be. But if you actually watch the games, instead of reading stats, you would see how much we get opened up. You'd see the amount of times Alisson saved us. Like, we don't have a watertight defence. We're being ripped open quite a bit. Even tonight, Porto opened us up a couple of times. Like that's not watertight. I've seen LFC as a water with a watertight defense. This is not that version. So there's a lot of improvements that need to be made. And yeah. the thing is, I say, and it's like it's not even like we're getting on to LFC. That, like that's fine. Like it's the beginning of the season. We're gonna have to work on stuff. Like you know, what I'm saying that's normal. We're getting guys from injury. Like it's normal. It's not even like something a downer. Like it's just normal. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully we improve on it. And Peter, that comment specifically, you kind of have to disregard. The same person says scoring is the issue. And how many goals have we scored this season so far? At plus 20? <laughs> anyway, anyway. Moving on from, from said man who's, who's not here to answer for his crimes. Um, yeah, I, th- I do think it is good that, that we address said issues. Um, and also, do you need to remember, that's how we... That's, 
we're not going to be this 26, not going to win 26 games at like 27 games. Like it's, it's just, it's just not going to happen. Like you need to understand how much of an, how much of an anomaly that really was. Like to talk about being unbeaten for a season is bonkers. It's not a normality. You cannot expect it. You will drop points where you should feel like you're, you should be getting three points there. It's all right. It happens. Even in, if you remember the Fergie era, there was many a time that they dropped, they dropped points in, in the run and they still managed to win, to, to win, to win the league title. It's okay. It's all right. We move on. It's all about how we respond. And on that note, we have responded in fantastic fashion. Liverpool 5, Porto 1. I mean, we just love playing Porto. I, I, I don't know why. Fahi, I want to ask you, um, just to start this off, uh, why are Liverpool so good? They play so wide. <laughs> they play so wide. With the fullbacks going forward and the midfield three moving up and down. Uh, so wide, so good, so good. Yeah, nah, against Porto, man. Yo, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I feel like we've just got into their mental. I'm mean, like, you know what? We're going to clap you every time we see you. For some reason, for some reason, we just slap up Porto every single time we play them. I don't understand. It's mad. We'll go to their house and slap them up. And we did it again tonight, man. What a performance. Yeah, it was it was it was co- convincing, it was compelling, it was exact kind of performance you want to see. You know, the worst part is I don't even think we 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 played all that well, you know. I, but we still we managed to get five. Like it's, yeah. it's 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 just ridiculous. Um let well, let's let's break the game down a little bit. Let's 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 start with the first half. Um it was good to see uh, Van Dyke and Massive get, get back to get back um and playing again. And I was I was actually personally happy not to see Robbo rested. Just because I, I feel like rest doesn't actually benefit our our fullbacks, you know. Um, whenever they, they, I feel like they need reps to get into their rhythm. That's that's my own personal opinion. Um, but and obviously Milner Milner started ahead of, of Trent, who was who was out with a groin injury. Um, looks like we, we took a while to get into the game. It was a bit of a hostile atmosphere being over there in Portugal, but we managed to get the first goal, Marco. Um, from some, some probably that's actually the first time I saw Curtis Jones on the ball. Actually, funnily enough, and he cuts inside, and he and he and he, he, sh- and he has a shot, and then and then Mohamed Salah is there, fox in the box to get to get um his rebound. Thoughts on that first half? Thoughts on Curtis Jones um and Mohamed Salah in that in that first half and that and that defensive pairing as well. Wait, Salah was just being Salah in it. Salah is a clinical goal scorer, like even for the goal. It's not a great save from the goalkeeper. It bounces off the defender. It's Salah's positioning and his goal-scoring instinct to just snap up the ball and put it into the net. But prior to that, I would say Curtis Jones progressing the ball as always is so good. Like For someone who isn't lauded that much, his dribbling is amazing. Like The way he gets out of tight spots, I've even seen him in defensive areas and... I'm sure people will remember yep. this when he was playing as a six versus Norwich. And there was one instance where he was surrounded by three guys. He made it look so easy to get out. Or just a Mark, little... Mark, Mark, even today, he he was he was the one, like, we thought he was telling on the ball, at, yeah, at, when, like... on the goal kick, and then Firmino goes and scores. Like, he gets out of his way, like, in our own half. So, yeah. yeah. You're he was a left foot king as well, you know. Shout out to his both feet. Like, he's so technically gifted, and I hope he gets the platform to showcases talents a lot more, especially this season where we need goals from midfield. And it is quite exciting for me to see goals from midfield. Um, I w- don't have the stats up right now in this moment of time, but I know we've got significantly more goals from midfield and assists from midfield in this time last season. Um, and one thing with Curtis Jones, so he got three assists today. Um, Ellis put this in the chat, so I'm just going to... Yeah, three assists today. Wow, okay. <laughs> 
if you want to be FPL correct, four. I'm <laughs> saying four, man. I'm going yeah, But yeah, he also covered the most distance, which is normally a metric reserve for Milner, who was still on the pitch, and you know how Milner gets around. Cover more distance for Milner. Dribble past the most defenders, created the most chances, made the most passes into the box. And that's somebody at 20 putting a team on his back in a UCL game. I think he must have heard what Mush was saying about him in the group chat and was like, you know what, I'm spazzing. Yeah, he must have. He must have. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think he's been hearing what a lot of people have been saying about him. Listen, I think I think what's going to be funny now is next couple of days, you're going to see a lot of shameless LFC fans be like, oh, Curtis Jones is so good. Curtis Jones is press resistant. Curtis Jones has an eye for goal. Yeah, we, we've always seen that. But you lot weren't saying that before. You're now saying it after two games. What about all this other time? Like, he's always he's been always- this good. He's not... In- He's not improved. He's the same fucking player. Like, but it, it, it just shows you. Like, is, I do think so he has improved. I think he's improved football IQ as. I think he's not. Yeah, all right. I understand it. But in terms of his ability on the pitch, I don't yeah. think that's changed. It, he's showing the exact same stuff. I just think our fans are so fickle. It's so annoying. I, I want him to get the praise, but it's so jarring that he needs to score a banger against Brentford and assist a couple of times for him to be loved. That's what pisses however, me off. However, however far, he, he was rightly getting critiqued at the end of last season. Whether it was right to be dropped for that duration of time is, we don't know. But like Marcus said, he was playing within himself. The reason why we give him these plaudits and we lord over him is because he's very expressive and he's very not, not afraid to dribble into the box, which is which we don't we don't have. Naby is always injured. Like, we, we don't have anyone else to, to do those kind of things. And we saw that from Harvey Elliott this season. But I do yeah. think, I, I do think, maybe you say he's not improved, but he's showing some of the form that, that led him into the team into the first place, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I still disagree. I think you've got to apply context to it. I think the situation last season, he was playing with no foundations at the back. He had a different two in midfield every single game. He, he never had the responsibility he has now. Like He was told to just keep the ball, keep the ball, retain possession, move it about. That's it. He didn't get the opportunity to do what he's doing now. And I think people weren't applying context to the situation. And that's all it is. But we don't want to debate about last season. Last season's gone. It's done. Let's talk about tonight. Um, killer performance by him, man. He was so, so good. So, so good, man. Good to hear. Peter, I'm going to ask you about um, our our Scottish left-back today. Um, I, I I think he's been, once again, I think he's been rightly criticised. Not not in the sense that he... He's just been bad. I just think he has set high levels for himself, so he needs to he needs to show some replication of that on a more consistent basis. And we haven't seen it for a little while. However, today he looks like he was back to his flying best. I feel like whenever he gets the ball on that left hand side, um, and he receives it first time, he just whips it in first time, perfectly weighted onto Salah on the back post. I feel like that that is when I know he's back to his his best. But what were your thoughts on his performance today? Yeah, I think he was excellent today. I think um, he was able to constantly give the outlet on the left-hand side. Like, that's when, that's prime Rob. Like, that's when you know Rob was at his best, when he's just flying forward and he's always not, like he said, whipping it to the back post. But yeah, I think it's tough for Robertson because he plays at such a high level. So when you don't see him constantly bombing down that left-hand side, you know what I'm saying? Boom, boom, like heavy yeah. bottle. Like you think, oh, where is this guy today? Like what's happening? But like yeah. for him, he's 10 out of 10. Or he, let me say, he's eight out of ten. Is other man's left backs like three out, um, eight, ten out of ten? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like with with Robertson, like it's hard because for him to keep, constantly keep that level, um, all the time. But I think you're spot on when you said that um, he needs a rhythm to play. 
like I think Robertson's that type of player where he needs to like constantly play, get in a rhythm, get he momentum. Loves it. He like loves he's it. not one of the players that can just be out, come in, do a job, get out. You know what I'm saying? He needs momentum, he needs to keep playing. So yeah, but yeah, nice to see him pick up this um his form um just ahead of the Man City match because we're gonna need him for sure. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So yeah, that's I'm 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 very happy um Klopp's decision to play him today was vindicated. Farhe, I do want to comment quickly on that Robo yeah, comment. Of course, of course. Um I feel like he also brought the best of Marnie today. Well not the best but a sharper version of Marnie. The fact that he was bombing on loud Marnie to be more like himself. I guess he's not completely there and I don't know if we're ever going to get that money back, but we saw... No, no, what you're saying is correct. So, he basically, when he does that um, outward run, he gives money space to cut in or go on the left. So, him making that run just kind of is a decoy for money to give him space. Yeah, it was nice to see in it. Money looks like a much improved money, if you want to call it that, today. I am glad you mentioned money here, Mark, because that's exactly what I was going to talk to, to Fahi about. Somehow, someway, Sadio Mane is still beating the washed allegations. He's still, he's still getting his goals. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Fair enough. And, 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 and to make it worse, it's Milner, who, Milner, your boy, who was, who was the one setting him up. Thoughts on Mohamed, Mohamed Mane. Thoughts on Sadio Mane today. <laughs> um, Sadio Mane, the curious case of Sadio Mane in 2021, man. I don't know. I don't know what we say about this guy right now. Like, if we're being real, if we're really being real for a second, he was not that good. Like, even if you look at the stats, he wasn't that good. I'm not going to lie. Harold, I was in a pod with you and Mike, I think, after the Chelsea game. And you guys were telling me about how Mane is worrying you, how you've seen that he's sluggish. His control is off, and I'm not going to lie. Everything you guys told me on that episode, I saw tonight. I couldn't believe some of the things I was seeing in the first half, man. Like he, there was one point in the first half, um, edge of the box. He tried to take a man on, and the guy just clamped him. And I was like, I've never seen Mane get clamped that easily in my life. Yeah, like, he's yeah. just not the same guy. He's not the same guy. Um, again... This version of Mane is still better than the majority of the Premier League. But don't get it twisted. You'll get into the majority of the Premier League. Yeah, he still gets in. But in terms of, you know, that upper echelon Mane that we saw, the 2019-2020 Mane, yeah, those days, man, I'm begging for them to come back. And uh, I'll do some dua this week, man. I'll do some prayers. Yeah, Harold, you've got to start praying as well, man. We we need Mane to have a remontada soon because I don't want to see these kind of performances. Fuck you know. (laughs) Um, Do you know what the thing is? The thing is, it is it is a killer because with Sadio Mane, we don't give him praise because oh he gives us great output. I think he plays super well and he and he gets the goals he deserves and, and he gets the goal contributions that he deserves. However, now it's the opposite way around. He's not playing well, but he's getting the goals that he maybe doesn't deserve. Yeah. So even the goal we scored today, like honestly, like I'm I'm fairly certain, I'm fairly certain I could have scored that goal, right? I'm sure sure all of us here could have scored that goal today. However, he's in the right place at the right time. Well done, Sadio Mane. Look, I'm not trying to put him down at all. I am worried in the bigger games because for me, he is a differential in the big games. 
And mm-hmm. games against like Man City, for instance, games against like the Chelsea that we had, he comes up with magical moments that decide games for us. Against Man City, he does that. Against Chelsea in the Super Cup as well, he does that. Magical moments that decide games. That is, that is for me, peak Sadio Mane. And because of the way he plays, such a 1v1 dribbler, it's so obvious when things aren't going well for you because he just doesn't beat his man anymore. Um, but however, that being said, we're, we're, we're going to get this money. Look, this is who he is. Just accept it. He's going to be washing it. He's in, and he will score about 15 Premier League goals. So like, this, 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 is just where, this is just where we're at. I mean, it could be worse. Look, it really, really could be worse. Um, but he's, Mark, he's, he's, he's beating them allegations, but you know, he's, he's got like a, you know them Twitter lawyers, like, <laughs> they're, they're proper like, them washed lawyers, like, and you think, I, I can't keep getting away with this, but <laughs> get away with it, but like, yeah, no, honestly, Yo, so. I'm more than happy for him to get away with it. Listen, keep on getting away with it, brother, but you know, keep your nose clean as well with it. Like, you know like stop, stop giving us reasons to bring you to court. Our <laughs> eyes hurt, like my eyes actually hurt. When you're watching, you're just like, brother, how can you not get? You can't get past this guy. You can't get past <laughs> this guy with your PMP, like. But yeah, he's getting his goals, and yeah, man, it, like, 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 Fai said, him at what seventy percent, eighty percent is better than most players. So yeah, yeah. I think we just got to hope. There's something I want to say about Mane, yeah, but if I say it, I'm gonna get cancelled. But not, hey, not, no, no, I, I, I want to compare him. I want to compare him to another wide player that. Play so horrific, but yeah, I don't want Liverpool fans to be upset with me. But yeah, Mane just reminded me of yeah, it's just sad, man. It's a sad state of affairs. I really know. Everyone know who that player is. Sign up to our patrons, find out the answer to that. To that. To that. Uh, what far he's out saying there. Um, but yeah, okay. This this Mane is 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 who he is. But overall, this this Liverpool side, particularly in the second half, looked fantastic. Bobby Firmino got a couple of goals as well. That make you happy, Mark. Um, Robertson he was back to his best. I, I don't have a question about Bobby Firmino. I don't know what it is, but I think I've gone back to loving him now he's coming off the bench. Is it just me? Yeah, yeah. I, I love Listen, to see him when he comes off the Bobby bench. Bobby as a super sub, I'm here for it. Like it is, you just can't see too much of him yeah because when you see when you see him in spells, he does these magical tricks. Like there was a little scoop turn that he did to Henderson. I was like, ooh. They're them little saucy figs that just get you off yeah, your feet. Yeah. But oh, overall, course of a whole match right. here, sometimes he's a bit nasty. But in spells, it looks so good, man. No, it's like it's like it's like like a like a little brother, like a little sister that and you live with them and oh, they're so annoying. And then you go away and then you come see them again, like, right, like I actually missed you, like, right, like where you been? <laughs> like today when they come on, I'm just like, oh, Bobby, like <laughs> man, like everyone's <laughs> like, oh, he gets his two goals, but yeah. Obviously, he's still a fantastic player and he's still got um, bits of quality um, that he could bring us. So him having him as a rotation option is brilliant. So, yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy for that. And again, if you have yeah. money that's um, going in and out of form, you can always, them two can fight for a place. You can have Jota there as well. So, yeah, happy, happy with the options. Yeah, yeah, I I, I definitely, I, I completely agree with that. Um, it's, it is great to see Bobby doing so well. He's such a likable character. He's always smiling. He's got those pearly whites, of course. But he's also one thing that I think we always that no one ever disputed. No matter how many, no matter how small his goal um, out, output was, he is technically sound. So when we and often now in games in the last half an hour, we know we either need to we, we more often than not we're in the ascendancy. So we need to try and keep the ball, or perhaps we need, need to try and create. I want Bobby Firmino to come on and do those things. For what he's coming on to do, I think he does it perfectly. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily 
want the onus on him to be to get the goals, but him to come and be the creator, him to come and retain possession. I'm absolutely here for it. I love watching Bobby Firmino come off the bench. It's crazy. I can't believe we're in we're in this place now. But I, I just I do really like that. Um, but to add to that point, Bobby come off the bench. He's scoring. Um, Jones is looking like he's 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 back to his regular self. Salah is still Mohamed Salah. Robertson looks like he's returning to form. Back to our best. Um, Fahi, or would you say there's still areas for some improvement? Yeah, there's still areas for improvement. But we're looking good, man. We're looking good. Um. Yeah, I I just hope we come away from the City game unscathed. Um, I don't want to be a pessimist or anything, but yeah, I think that could really set our season up. I think the result there can really set our season up. Um, but yeah, every everything is looking good right now. Um, yeah, the the front three, front four, they're all doing all right. And the midfield, they're they're, they're chipping scoring. in with goals and assists. What? They're scoring, they're scoring, which is mad. They're scoring, creating chances. And the centre-backs, so far, unscathed in the sense of, you know, they seem like they're fit and getting better. Um, and, and yeah, like my boy James Milner's back as well, Remontada, <laughs> final time, Millie's last dance. You know, what a performance. Again, I'm yeah. happy. I'm happy right now. Yeah, happy days. Um, there is There was one, um, there was one little um, blot on the... On, on the page here today, I didn't actually mention well, I did mention it um, briefly about Trent's injury. Um, Mark, I'll ask you about this. Do you think if Trent is not available for the for the for the Man City game, do you still feel like we have what what what's, what it takes to to get the three points on the weekend? Yes, I'm shook without Trent to be honest because we've seen him dictate games from right back, and that quality is needed in big games where you you need everybody to be able to contribute with decisive moments. Um, but, if I, do you know, I'm not even going to go into that because I don't want any Trent slander. I just think Milner would be more defensively minded against Grealish. Let's put it like that. And that could bode well for us in that game. Okay. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think that battle... Uh, that 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 Grealish versus <laughs> that's that's a bit spicy, you know. That comment is a bit. So what you're, what you're saying is that you you'd prefer Milner to play in that game over Trent because Milner's better defensively than Trent. Is that what you're trying Mother, to say? I'm not going to expand on nothing. Take it how you want to take it. <laughs> yeah, Peter. I think what Mark is saying is he wouldn't play Trent against our biggest opposition in the league, which is a bit mad. But which is I mean, I definitely, definitely would. The only thing is, I feel like. Why did you take it? I need my lawyer. Get my lawyer in here, man. You know, you know, you know what, Mark? You know what, Mark? Mark. L- let me give you a moment to think. Yeah, you let me give you a moment to think about what what, what, what you're going to say there. Um, because because we do have, and I'll come back to it. Because because we do have a little bit of time. Um, so we, we so we can do as we bree- as we breeze through this agenda. I will give um a little bit of time ahead of the, the Man City preview. Man City um got beaten two 0 by PSG today, despite having about like ninety five percent possession of the ball. Um, Fahi, I'll I'll ask you, what are your expectations ahead of that of that 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 game this this Sunday, even without a fit Trent Alexander Arnold? Um, I honestly expect City to get absolutely rattled by Anfield. We know what their record is like at Anfield. Uh, we, we know how they react at a fully packed Anfield. Um, I really think we're going to need the crowds 
to help us out, man. I think this is one of those games where the players will buzz off the energy. I think this is the kind of game that can give Mane his superpower. Do you get what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. everyone just re- revving him up. Like, I think that's what's needed. Um, in terms of expectations for City, think, on as well. Bruv, all that kind of stuff. Getting Robbo to chase everyone around the pitch. Remember that time? Yeah, he was yeah. Chasing <laughs> like, yeah that, 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 that's... And pressurising Edison whenever he gets possession of the ball. That kind of stuff. I think that's going to help us a lot. I think City losing 2-0 to PSG, they're now going to be like, oh, shit, we lost the big game. It, it's not going to help them. Um, obviously, they've not got a recognised centre-forward other than Gabriel Jesus. So, really Who and truly... He plays he plays right wing now, right? Which is yeah, exactly yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it's an interesting one. I'm expecting a tough game. Um, City never really shy away from a good game against us, but I I am confident. I'm quietly confident that we will come away with a result that us four will be happy with, and the majority of LFC fans will be happy with. That's good to hear. Um, Peter, you always you always you're always very reasoned. You're always very balanced in your um, analysis of of the Red Men. What what are your thoughts going into that that game against Man City? Definitely our, our biggest game of the season so far. Yeah, one hundred percent our biggest game of the season. Um, the reigning champions will come up against the reigning champions, and obviously yeah. they've just come up um, against a big victory against Chelsea, who looked quite imperious so far. So, yeah, I'm happy. Like um, Fai said, I'm very happy that it's at Anfield. We can use um, being under lights and being um, our home crowd give hopefully give us an advantage. Um, yeah, I think. The key point is that obviously they don't have a forward, so them not having a forward, I think that benefits us. So the way like Van Dijk and Matic play, like I think that will benefit us. Them just kind of because obviously they're quite switched on defenders as well, and I feel like them not having anyone to mark, them not having anyone to kind of like um, you know what I'm saying deal with physically, that that might benefit us. So hopefully, see it will be kind of toothless, like and we will be able to hit them. And obviously, we've seen how good we are in the attack. Hopefully, we can get some goals. But I think a key point that we should um, focus on is set pieces. So I think we can use, if we can use set pieces against Man City well, we can. I think we can get some joy out of there. So in terms of like we've seen getting the second balls, um, if even if we don't score in the first phase, keeping it alive, and yeah, I think we can really get some joy out of there. I know we've scored five goals from set pieces this season already. So yeah, I think that's a big point for us in that game. I am very happy you mentioned the set pieces point. No matter how much football progresses, um, I think I think I think you can liken it to just um, just life as well. So I'll make this analogy. No matter how much technology advances, no matter how much um, like cars advance, you're always going to need certain professions: doctors, accountants, lawyers, etc. You're always in football. No matter how much football advances, no matter how much tiki taka, gegenpress, remontada, regista, whatever you want to call it. Set pieces are always going to be cash money. You're all, you could always put your money on a set piece to get, especially a game opener, because a game opener is so, so key to a big game because it, it more often than not shapes how the game is going to go ahead. And then from there, you can, you can play into your hands, a partic- particularly against a Man City team who won't sit back after you get that one goal. Um, but yeah, Mark, I'll, I'll, I'll ask, I'll, let me go back to that question that I was asking you um, a little bit earlier. Why, why, what were you saying earlier? Why, why would James Milner, why would you like James Milner to start ahead of Trent? What were you saying? No, I would like James Milner to start ahead of Trent, but I feel like he may match up to Grealish a little bit better because of his physicality. That's oh, all right, all right. Good save. Of course Good I would want Trent to start with the game that it is. Like, it's a big game, and the first thing I mentioned is 
Um, you want everybody to be decisive on the pitch, and Trent contributes from right back. Um, we are going to miss his delivery. We are going to miss his impetus going forward. We are going to miss the fact that he can spray a ball on both feet effortlessly. But this is going to be a battle, in my opinion. And like Fahi mentioned, it's going to be one of those games where the crowd's behind everybody. The atmosphere is going to be electric. I think it's going to be similar to one of the City Champions League games. I think it's going to be a back and forth game. Both of us are going to be trying to shoot out because ideally we want to go to, well, go into the international break top. City are going to want to go into the international break making a statement. Um, so it's a game that probably sets the precedent for the remainder of the season, currently anyway. Um, if we are able to lay a marker down, then we probably go on to do, let's say, better than we did last season. Let me leave it as that. And that wasn't... No, say it, bro. <laughs> say it with your chest and mean it. Come on. Right, cool. If we do well in the City game, we probably go on to challenge for the title. That was the most wishy-washy <laughs> piece of rubbish I have ever Mark, heard. when did you Retreat become such a coward? <laughs> when did you I become such a coward? I've been holding back forever. Wow. wow. How can you say okay. if we do well? You didn't even say if we win. If we do well, we'll probably, maybe, possibly... Do well. We could <laughs> do well and challenge for the league. What? <laughs> All right, cool. That is mad. If, we, if yeah. we beat City, if we beat City, we're well on our way to go into those 90-point... I, I thought you wanted to say... 95-point that me and We're going to beat City like 3 or 4-0. That's what I thought you wanted to say. No, nah, man, I'm pussy. I think we're going to beat them 2-1. <laughs> I'm real pussy about the City game still. And it's not even because I think we're not better than City or we can't beat them. It's just we haven't... Been in top gear, City haven't been in top gear. And for me, this is the game that one of us clicks into top gear. I don't think both of us will absolutely go at each other in the sense that it is a Champions League game. But one of us is going to perform really, really well this game. I'm not too sure which one it's going to be out of the two teams. When, when, like, we never really see these big games anymore go like shootouts. Like, they're always cagey affairs. Like, they're always really boring yeah. games where they're just cagey and like, it's like a chess game, isn't it? So, it's, I think, yeah, it's probably only going to be one goal in, in it, to be honest. Do you know what's even funny? The last time we had, like, a lot of goals, remember the 17-18 season where we won 4-3 yeah. at Anfield, where we should have really won that 4-1, in all honesty. Um, that game, we were, we were pushing for fourth. So, it wasn't really a big game for City. Like, we were just trying to secure fourth place. Um, Man City, on the other hand, were, were the top of the league and they were they were unbeaten up until that point. So, yeah, I do agree yeah. with you. It does, it does turn out more often not to be cagey. And I know there's, there's going to be some, like, there's some geeky viewers like, no, you got beat me in the lockdown. We, we're not counting the lockdown game, so... Yeah, yeah, We're talking about football games, so. yeah, where fans exist, you know, yeah. All right? That's what a football game is, okay? You, man, and your Fugazi championship. Anyway, no, I'm joking. Um... But yeah, no, like like that. It is it is it is true. Like like what you're saying. But anyway, like where both teams have a set of fans. I don't. I can't believe I have to stress that. But we have a set of fans. Um, they are they do tend to be KG affairs. Um, completely. But I think this game will leave a great marker for this for this Liverpool team, and I think it'll be a good way in us telling how far this Liverpool team goes as well. Because Chelsea are a fantastic defensive team. Well, they're a fantastic team who defend well. I won't say defensive team. Fantastic team who defend well. Um, whereas City are just a fantastic team overall. Um, 
So, and I and I think City, Chelsea, there are probably now. I'm I'm changing. I'm changing every week, but I feel like City are our main rivals, I guess. Um, I toss them between Chelsea and City, but City, City are City are, are, are where it's at. They are the reigning champions, like you say. So it'll be good to see. That's how well we do against them, even without Trent. Um, so yeah, it'll be good to see. Hopefully, Robbo's not on corners. Let's just let's just say that. Um, Wait, yeah, that is... Fahi, hold on, Fahi, go on, who, go on. Who, who, who do you think's the favourites to win the title currently? Chelsea. Really? You think Chelsea still yeah. are? Yeah. Why? I think so. Purely because they they I think they've got the best best equipped squad for the season. Um yeah, for that reason I think Chelsea are favorites. I think they've got um defensively they are solid, right? So they may not have the best personnel as such, defensively they're solid. I think in midfield they've got a fantastic um variety of options. I th- I think they've got great midfielders and up front they've got Lukaku man. Like they've got Lukaku, they've got Havertz, they've got Pulisic, Werner. Like they, they are really strong options, and I think yeah, cool. They're not playing the best type of football right now, but in in a full season, as long as the main guys stay fit, they're going to be up there. And I personally think they're favourites purely because of that. I don't see a weakness. Fair enough. Well, particularly in this run, Chelsea have a very good run coming up. So. More so performance now, especially after dropping the points against Brentford, um, against City is needed. So up the red men, hopefully that comes to fruition. Unless anyone has anything, any other pressing matters. Um, yeah, I will I will end a pod there. But guys, please make sure you sign up Carol, to our Patreon. I, I, I just need to say one thing. Before you can promote the Patreon again, I just saw something that's making me sick. Lionel Messi in the PSG game was forced to lay down behind the wall for a free kick. They're using him... <laughs> This, bro, no. go it's on the account. There's a picture. They're using it. No, it's it's Messi. Messi was the dummy man on the floor. I'm hey, actually disgusted right now. What do you mean bro, someone's girl? Are you right, Peter? I'm I'm honestly glad about it. Can you see the picture? Um, no, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm oh, beyond right yeah, yeah, now. <laughs> The ninth, the ninth minute. I hey. hey, I know I what I don't that. Yo, I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, actually I mean, really offended. I mean, if we're really doing the goat talk, certain man, certain man's goat didn't want to take a take a penalty last minute. But anyway, let's <laughs> not let's not talk about hey, them things there. Premier League, um, wait, we're not going to do I'm that, just, right? Hey, please, please, I don't want to meet you, brother. I don't want to meet you. <laughs> no, I'm messing, I'm messing. But yeah, on, on, on that note, go check out the Touchline Fracker um, Twitter page. Sign up to our Patreon because you don't have to wait an entire week from here to hear from us again. Um, we do have two other Patreon podcasts coming later on this week. So that is Thursday night. Might probably release on, on Friday morning. Um, or oh, three others. Three others, I tell a lie. Uh, Fahi, my producer, is telling me otherwise. Um, we, we have we have the, um, what was it? The Bantics show. Is that it? Is that the one? There's, the there's four, actually. There's four. Oh, yeah. there's four. Go on, Fari. Go, go on. You list them. Yeah. So, Bantic to Peter. Peter can explain that. Yeah, me and Michael cooked up episode two of the Bantic show where we just go through the kind of analytical side of Liverpool and the last couple of games. So, yeah. When that comes out, check it out, please. Yeah. So, there's that. Yes, and yes, then we've got the City preview. So, we've got um, a City fan jumping on the pod with Mike and I think myself uh, tomorrow. So we've got that coming up. And then we've got the other two. So you've got the weekend preview, 
um, which will be released on Friday morning. And then you've got the post-match City pod. So this week, you are getting five podcasts in seven days. Like, we are working hard for you people. Please share <laughs> this content. Please let your fellow Liverpool fans know that we're creating all this content, different types of content. And if you have other ideas, hit up Harold, hit up myself, Peter, Marco, anyone. Let us know what you want us to record and talk about and we'll sort it out, man. Absolutely. If you want to talk Absolutely. about Squid Game, you can do that as well still. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, we can talk about Squid Game if you like there as well. But um, overall, it's, it's, it's still a good time to be a Liverpool fan. It's good to see the boys bounce back in fantastic style. 5-1 tonight. Guys, as you're listening to this, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Have a lovely day. Um, thank you very much for listening and peace. Network.